Hi, I'm Emanota Francesco and you're listening to The Podium. You're listening to The Podium where we celebrate the best in motorsport and joining us right now is a good friend, Emma Notta Francesco. She heads up the coverage for the ASBK Championship. Emma, thanks so much for joining us again on The Podium. Thank you very much, Jason. Thanks for having me back. How have you been, Emma? I understand that you're in ISO at the moment. Yes, I had um, 14 days to myself because at um, probably the wrong time I went to New Zealand. I uh, was filming for a TV show that um, I've been working on, Witch Car, Channel 10. And, um, yeah, of course, when I got back, I had to stay home for 14 days. Um, but, yeah, like everyone else, just trying to keep myself busy going a little bit insane um, and watching back on whatever I can motorsport-wise. Luckily, I've got KO and Fox Sports and, um, yeah, as I said, just trying to keep busy. Well, fantastic. Well, let's talk about the 2019 ASBK Championship before we head to this season. What a season. We had uh, Mike Jones come from nowhere, really. I think going into that season, no one really was expecting much from him. And then Troy Bayless had his big crash, obviously, and he stepped into the into the Ducati role and... Talk us through that season. Yeah, that was honestly one of the most competitive seasons we've ever seen in the championship. And yeah, as you said, Mike Jones took over from Troy Bayless, massive shoes to fill. So there would have been so much pressure on on a guy like Mike Jones. And yeah, he he managed to do it funnily enough in the last, the the third last corner in in that last race of the championship. So it came down to half a point in our championship, never have we seen such close racing in ASBK. So it was a sensational season. And I think it was, you know, 25 points separating the top five in that very last weekend. So really great contenders. Um, And I know that when we do go back to racing, we've got some amazing contenders in it yet again for 2020. So yeah, 2019 was sensational and, as I said, can't wait to go racing and see it all probably happen yet again. Talk about, you know, those final few rounds of the championship with Mike Jones battling it out with uh, Troy Herfoss and Wayne Maxwell coming to blows as well at some points of, of that championship. They never stopped those two. For the greatest rivalry we, we've seen. And um, I think there was even a few conversations in the first round. I, I always get my cameraman to watch what those two are doing at Parthamay. No matter what, something's always going on with those two. You know, they're friends one round and, and then they're foes the next round. So it's always fun to watch. But, um, yeah, it, it's always great to see uh, those two battle it out on the track and behind the scenes as well. We were excited to see Wakefield Park because uh, Wakefield Park is actually Troy territory. Wayne dominated in the very first round at Phillip Island, which I know that we'll get to shortly. So, yeah, it was going to be very interesting to see what was going to happen um, at Wakefield Park. But, um, yeah, I mean, it it was great to see Wayne Maxwell, Troy Herfoss, Josh Waters was in the mix in that first round as well. So, yeah, these guys, I mean, while they're they're friends behind the scenes, they do – they're also quite fiery. So they they don't hold anything back down at Park May, which which is always fun for the fans to see as well. Oh, it sure is. And and talk about some of the changes during that off season. We had a few big name riders moving along to different teams. Yeah, it was one of the silliest seasons I think we've seen. So 
um, obviously we we uh, saw Suzuki uh, moving on from ASBK, which I'm sure it's not the last we're going to see from them. We do have them still uh, putting money into um, privateers, uh, which is great. Um, so Wayne Maxwell, Josh Waters, unfortunately, were left with our seat. I knew we were going to see them back in the lane. Wayne Maxwell has teamed up with Craig McMartin. Um, he's now part of Boost Mobile and K-Tech team. First time we've seen him on a Ducati. He came out in testing and was super, super fast. So it's not Mike Jones, who's the only one on board of V4R now. It's also Wayne Maxwell. Josh Waters um, only launched his campaign uh, in, I think, the final week uh, prior to Phillip Island. So I knew he was coming back in what capacity we weren't sure. He's still on board a Suzuki GSXR, JW Racing, and he did a stellar job in the first round. He had two podiums. Um, so, yes, yeah, so both privateers. Another privateer moved from factory team, Daniel Felzon, moved from Yamaha Racing team. He's back on his cat, so still on Yamaha, but he's back on the cat that he raced and had a lot of success with in 2018. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do this year. Uh, we also saw Glenn Scott uh, still on a Kawasaki, but he took the second seat at Kawasaki BC Performance. So he's lining up against Brian Saring. And we also saw Aidan Wagner, privateer, returning to, uh, well, returning from injury. He had a great start to the year last year, and he took that second seat alongside Crew Halliday at the Yamaha Racing Team. So, it was a real silly season. Yeah, we're seeing these guys like ex-champions um, like Josh Waters, Wayne, Wayne Maxwell, sort of, you know, privateer guys now. And it's, yeah, it's certainly thrown a bit of a spanner in the works and it's going to make things really, really interesting. Oh, it sure is. And, yeah, you mentioned Josh Waters there. I think he's on a bike that's a few years old as well. He just pulled it out of the garage, I think. From Yeah, he's got his um, brother working alongside him still, Brody Waters. And, um yeah, he was telling me a bit of a story about, you know, getting it all together. And I think there was a moment there he said, you know, can we do this? And he kind of knew that he, he had to. But there was no way that he was going to stop now. Um, he still did really well last year. I think he finished fourth in the championship. And he was talking about the fact that, you know, these privateers, what they do to get their bike into that grid. I mean, they all have full-time jobs. They stay out really late working on the bike, making day trips down to tracks, you know, long trips like they're from Mildura, you know, um, all these long day trips, staying up late, the, you know, the amount of commitment that it takes to be a privateer and to be, you know, not having that factory back support. It is quite a change for him. Um, but yeah, they're committed and they're ready to get out there and do it all again. And he, yeah, popped out there and got a good, pretty good qualifying position and, and landed two podiums. So well done to him. Yeah. And Wayne Maxwell, talk about that debut on the Ducati. Yeah, wow. So he came out, got his pole position, and yeah, he just absolutely smashed it. Three, three for the weekend. He, um, he's obviously got the support of a lot of people. Um, team out with Craig McMartin. Um, that that Ducati is is very, very quick. And again, he was talking about yeah, it has been a huge commitment for him to come out there and and do it all again as a privateer. He's obviously has it did take him quite a, a bit of time to get that support and get all those sponsors and get the whole package back together again. Um, he is, you know, one of the old ones in the field. So I'm sure he was questioning again, what do I do? I, you know, I have been with a factory team for quite some time, obviously before 
he was with Suzuki. He was with Yamaha Racing Team. So, again, a big commitment. But, um, yeah, he came out there. He was quick in testing. He was quick all weekend. Um, and he had a lot of pressure from Crew Halliday in each of those races. A lot of people were saying Crew was, you know, um, playing it quite safe. But, um, yeah, he did put quite a bit of pressure on him, but just couldn't get him in the end. He was way too quick. And he's, uh, he's the one leading the championship going into the next round, whenever that may be. So bring it on. This season, of course, Troy Ballas isn't out there on a bike. What is it like not having him out there on the grid? You know, it's, um, I think if he had just disappeared altogether, it would be quite sad. But we don't really feel it. Like, we loved watching him race, um, even though it was quite short-lived. But we still have him around the paddock, so you don't really – his presence is still there, you know. We always had had him there watching Ollie, which is great, and Ollie Bailey's doing a fantastic job, I must say. He um, won the round uh, for Super Sport. I have to make mention of that as well. Um, but, yeah, you've also got him there, obviously, as, as part owner for um, There's No Sport Caddy team. So it's like you never really miss Troy. You always sort of have that, that space there and that support of Troy being a part of the team. So um, yeah, I guess I guess you don't have time to miss him, which which is great. So he'll always be a part of ASBK and a part of the sport. Do you reckon we'll see him out there as a wild card entry at any time soon, or not really? Uh, yeah, we thought we were going to see that last year, so um, we're going to have to push for it this year. I think I hope. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully we do get to see him out there again because, you know, it's been an awesome career that he's had so far and it's awesome watching him out there for someone his age to still be able to compete with people half his age is just extraordinary, really. Um, Let's talk a bit about the championship at the moment. So, you know, we've got five different bikes taking up the top five positions in the championship. You've got a Ducati followed by a Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Honda. This is something that a lot of other championships aspire to. How good is it that we've got such a variety of different bikes out there competing for wins? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why we keep telling people, I mean, this is how good ASBK is. I mean, years and years ago, we we were nowhere and these, you know, Motorcycling Australia have, have revived this sport. This is why we keep reminding people this is how good we are. We've brought it back and and revived it, and we look at it now and we think, wow, look at where we've come. All these manufacturers on board, you know, our grids are so big. There's a reason why people want to invest in this sport. There's a reason why we have, you know, the sponsors and the broadcast deals. It's because it is, you know, so great. And, yeah, I mean, it's exactly how you said it. Um, That's why I want to be a part of it. That's why sponsors want to be involved, the crew members want to be involved, even just camera operators want to be there. It is such a fantastic sport and that's why I love going there every single race weekend and I have my head held up so high to be able to be a part of it. Every single race that you watch, I mean, just watching that last race last year, we we couldn't believe that the championship was so close and that really, I mean, not every race is, you know, half a point, but most races are actually like that for ASBK and most categories. I mean, if you look at Supersport, the 300s, even the Oceana Junior Cup, which is our feeder category, the racing really is that close. I mean, you think about two wheels, two wheel racing is very close, you know, overtaking. That's why you love watching motorbikes, right? Because you get to see a lot of overtaking. It is quite different to four wheels in that regard, but it really is like that with ASBK with most of our racing and that's why people want to tune in week after week. 
as a reporter for ASBK, you get to follow the other championship categories as well. Who are some of the riders to watch out for in the future? Well, Lucas Quinn for ODC. Uh, he got the round win for the Oceania Junior Cup. Um, others to mention, Ollie Bayless. I mean, he got to battle it out against Tom DeParis. Tom was just there for the first round. Obviously, he's heading overseas. So, no, he had lots of fun. Ollie, we've, you know, we've been watching for years, obviously. But I think this really is going to be his year. Um, definitely one to watch out for. Brandon Demery has done really well in the 300s. I think he's going to have a great year. Harry Curry uh, had a great first round as well for the 300s. Archie McDonald, I have to mention as well, he got his first podium for the 300s. So many great youngsters moving up. I mean, OJC has had such a successful 2018. It's a great feeder category. Uh, I have to make mention of Max Sofa because he got his very first podium. He just moved up to super sport so that was a really great weekend for him and Jack Passfield has had some great results as well but yeah so many to mention up and down the lane. So the 2020 championship season of course has been affected because of the corona crisis this season though we were going to be heading down to Barbagallo for a big race weekend combined with the supercar championship talk about how good that would have been. Yeah look it would have been amazing Um, I mean years ago we did race alongside supercars however just logistically it was coming off the back of the bend and we were going to head straight to Perth so it doesn't really make sense in our calendar now cost wise for the team for everyone involved uh, to head to Perth unfortunately it's um, it's quite a, a long trip for, for all our teams so at this stage it has been cancelled um, you know if we could make it work absolutely we would love for it to happen but yeah just at this stage um it's not going to be in our calendar i'm sure down the track we will combine with supercars um we would love for it to happen but at this stage it's cancelled i'm sure we will we will meet again with the supercars in the near future well yeah it'll be fantastic when that does happen if we do get any more action in this season for the asbk championship Who's your prediction to take out the title? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, Wow. I think, you know, if you look based on what we saw in round one, I'd have to say it looks like it's going to be Wayne Maxwell's year. He was very hard to catch. But, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard to say. The competition, it looks like, is going to be even more fierce than 2019, if that's possible. Um, but I'll, I'll just throw it out there and say Wayne Maxwell is going to be pretty hard to beat in 2020. Interesting stuff there. Wayne Maxwell, we'll, we'll wait and see what does take place if we do get any more motorsport action in, that is, of course. Emma Notta Francesco, thank you so much for joining us on the podium. Thank you so much. I just have to remind everyone, it is the My Bike Motorcycle Insurance ASBK Championship presented by Motor, and you can catch us hopefully, fingers crossed, um, on Sundays. We're going to have three hours of coverage. Fantastic. And on SBS, of course, so free-to-air TV as well. So plenty of people out there with the opportunity to watch some awesome motorcycle action this season. Emma Notta-Francesco, thanks so much for joining us on the podium. Thank you very much for having me.